0: Hello there, and welcome to the next episode of Unisharks Podcast. I'm joined by my hosts, Lemon and Hammerhead, and we also have a special guest, Beluga.
1: <laughs> Would you like to introduce who Beluga is? In uh, she,
0: <laughs> yeah, she's uh, Hammerhead's sister. She's older than us, uh, As a family. <laughs> A lot more wise than we are as <laughs> to the ways of the world.
2: For a second, I thought you said a lot more wives, and I was like, "Yes, I have many wives.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> They're all loyal to me."
2: <laughs> <laughs> My harem.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think Beluga is our first uh, female, our female guest on this podcast.
2: Oh, he I feel so. Well. I feel so honored. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've known you guys for quite some time kind of all my like brothers in a way
4: yeah oh (laughs) oh shucks (laughs) oh okay
0: well uh we'll get started with meme of the week so we had a few we had a lot of really good ones um my own personal favorite was a harry potter one this guy's like all the wizards and witches defending hogwarts and you know he's waving around a fake wand and he says, the American foreign exchange student with an M2 Browning machine gun feeling like he finally belongs. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> making all these machine motions. <laughs> so, I kind of got a good laugh out of that. Always said like, Harry Potter needs more guns. That would have solved a lot of problems.
1: Well, I was reading in the comments of that video that I guess there was some controversy, at least in the story-wise, I haven't read the books, um, about humans getting, muggles getting too strong in their, outside of the wizarding world, Uh, because I guess defense, like shielding type magic, wasn't as uh, common. And so it would be hard to even stop bullets. At that time.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, most of the wizards, I guess, didn't even know what a gun was, because they had to mention it in an article.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: So they're like, he's said to be carrying a gun, some kind of metal wand thing muggles use to kill each other.
2: Uh, I totally forgot that.
3: I like the comment in the video where it says, there's eight no secrets in this chamber. (laughs)
0: Let <laughs> me cold rolled Pennsylvania steel.
2: Sometimes the comments are the best on those.
3: Oh, definitely. It was, yeah. <laughs> it made me kind of sad when Instagram took away the option to like um send comments to people because like, they, because sometimes I find the comment more funny than the actual video, so I just send the comment to people. But <laughs> <laughs> right. they got rid of that feature.
2: It's probably because, like, you know, there's always haters and people who ruin Uh. people's parades. So they just make it a choice, I guess, now.
0: Yeah. Add them trolls. Yeah. I always get bummed out when a YouTube video suddenly closes all the comments. I'm like, some of those were really good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there was uh, another one, too, that we liked. It was, uh,. It was a Star Wars one from when Anakin kills Count Dooku. And someone swapped him out for the Michael Myers cat in the hat. And he's like, I'm a Jedi. I shouldn't do it. Someone commented, this is completely inaccurate. Michael Myers cat in the hat would be completely willing to kill a human being. (laughs) He would not hesitate. (laughs) That's actually true. (laughs) I think he threatens small children in the movie. Oh my goodness. (laughs) He's like, <laughs> I'm not joking. I'll murder you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the trailer scarred me, so I never watched it.
0: Yeah, we <laughs> well, never I seen it.
2: Be... Yeah, we didn't want to grow up with that one. We did watch The Grinch, though. That was a classic.
0: Yeah, The Grinch actually grew on me over time just because I feel like I like Jim Carrey a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Now that I know what kind of comedian he is.
2: Right.
4: Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that actually wasn't a bad idea. I just don't like the who's makeup. Yeah. Those stupid little noses. <laughs> Make them look cute, right? Yeah, like in the animated one. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, moving on to the topics, I wanted to give the floor to our guest, Beluga, and her topic. If you like to introduce it. Starting off with that one. Okay.
2: Okay. Um,. We're gonna make it heavy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> all right. So, um, my question was since I am, I grew up around gamers. I did a little bit of gaming myself. You know, classic NES and GameCube. Like, um, I would say I'm a a Nintendo girl. Um, and then the only like. Computer gaming back in the day growing up was usually, you know, you'd have a CD-ROM and put it in and play your game against the computer. Usually it wasn't always against other people. Like, those were usually people who I felt like had more money than us that (laughs) would do that. And so, um, and then, you know, my brother's all gamed. And then now I'm married to a gamer. And we only have daughters. (laughs) And I don't mind them socializing with their father, you know, him showing them his games. You know, there's some online, like I do a phone game with my husband that we play together. Uh, And then I've made like one or two little friends, but it's, I'd say it's more closed off. There's only like a chat place to chat with people on that game. And so... As a female growing up, I remember them often warning us about the different online things that you need to be careful of. And so, as a female, I've already mentally prepared myself for online things. And so, I sometimes wonder if males who especially are into gaming and then become fathers if they think that. And so my question is, as a male gamer, if you have a daughter who wants to play online games, what will you do to prepare her? And if you need me to like clarify or anything, or you can just answer it how you hear it, or, you know, I just am curious if, like, male gamers ever think about this, and their thoughts and what they would do. <laughs> uh,
4: I, th- I
0: think for me, I'd probably be, it probably would occur to me if I did have any children. Because for the longest time, I avoided multiplayer games like The Plague, because you know I grew up with a lot of conflict and anxiety, so I was like, oh no, if I screw up, then I'm going to have people telling me to kill myself and all this stuff, and I don't know if I can handle that. Because, you know, some multiplayer games can get like that. Hmm. So, but I think first of all, I would do what I did and just avoid online games until they're old enough.
2: What do you You feel like is a good age then? Like when you say old enough, is that like, you know, there's always the joke like, you can't get married until you're 35 or something that like (laughs) parents always say after they have a child, but um what do you um, feel like is a good age then
0: sorry it's real quick my, my parents like the opposite they're like when i was your age i was married with children I was like, good <laughs> for you <laughs> you could afford it but, um that's a good question i guess it would depend on the parent because for me <laughs> i want to say like 16 but of course you know i know a lot of parents let their kids play online games and they're like 12 and stuff My issue with that is that then, you know, you get all these games that are just flooded with these little snot nosed brats. Sorry, parents, but some of your kids are awful on these games you let them play. (laughs) And, you know, they're like cussing and saying all these horrible stuff, all these horrible things. I'm like, I don't want my kid getting involved with that. I don't want him thinking it's okay to talk to other people like that. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, I'd probably wait until he's a little closer to being an adult and has enough sense to know like, no, it's not okay to talk to another person on that online or offline. Right. So,
4: and then, uh, yeah, I guess even
0: then if he, if he did want to play online games, I might, oh, he or she, sorry, of course you said daughters. <laughs> um, if she did want to play online games, I guess I'd also have to look at what kind of things they are. like, if she just wants to play Pokemon with some friends, since that's all online now, like, you know, I'd say, yeah, sure, go for it. If she wants to play Call of Duty, then I'd say, okay, you can play it on a console without a headset and with no voice chat, all right? Until you're older.
2: Okay. So you'd be more specific depending on the type of game?
0: Yeah, like case by case. Okay. So, and then as she gets older, just let her kind of make that decision for herself, like, for me, I didn't get into online gaming until I was
4: let's see, it was 2016.
0: Yeah, about 6 years ago. Oh, right
1: before we became roommates.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's actually cuz it Overwatch came out in 2016. And that's <laughs> Yeah, Hammerhead knows about Overwatch. He sends me a lot of memes about it. So yeah, I was coming out and I was like, this game looks amazing, but it's like online multiplayer only, but it looks so amazing. So I finally got into it and it was a really positive experience. Like every now and then you do meet some psychopath. Like I was just telling Hammerhead a few weeks ago, I met some kids that kept throwing out the N-word and all these horrible racial slurs. So reported them all and then got a notification saying, hey, those kids have been dealt with. So I was like, yes. (laughs) yeah like if you think winning a match is fun, it's even better when they send you a message saying, because of your efforts, a toxic player has been handled. Like, oh, that feels good. but uh, yeah, overall, it was a positive experience, and it opened up it opened me up to online games in general and ended up playing stuff like Battlefield and stuff like Battlefield and you know all these other amazing games that, that I wouldn't have tried otherwise so but. I imagine if I'd started off with, like, Halo in 2012 with, you know, headsets on it, that would have gone the opposite way pretty fast. So, you know, like I said, just case by case per game.
2: Okay. Sorry, that was my daughter. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's yeah, I definitely agree with that as well, because different... The gaming communities bring out different types of people. Like, for example, you'll get different different type of people playing like Fortnite versus like Pokemon and stuff like that. But yeah, my story with online gaming is the same. It's very similar with Makos as well. I don't, I never really started playing online until like college. Um, I was always kind of worried about just the toxic players online, and dealt do that. Um, one online game I did play on my own that I didn't play with people I knew was Mortal Kombat, and that oh, was different. That. Yeah, that was a little different though, because um, you didn't have like a chat option, or if there was, I didn't know about it. So, like, I never actually hear people uh, cuss me out, but they you can usually tell they're very toxic by their actions. <laughs> it's usually there by their actions versus their words in that game. But for example, like people just playing like really dirty tactics, and then as soon as you start winning, they quit the game and stuff like that. But, um, my advice, I guess, would be similar to Mako, is Like, don't let them play like online, like with random people until like they're sixteen or so. I that's what I recommend. If they do play online, I'd say like don't play with uh, voice chat at all because that's where most of the issues come from. Um, and also, if they start playing now, I'd recommend having them play with people they know at first because. Even right now, I only play games with people I know, like Hammer uh, and Mako and another buddy from Taiwan. But um, uh, yeah, I only play with people I know. And I feel like that helps out a lot, because it's a lot less stressful, and it's more of a community building theme for me. So that's my recommendation, to, like have them start playing. Rather, let them start playing like when they're like 16 or so online, and have them start out playing with people they know.
2: What if you feel like, what if your daughter feels like she doesn't have any friends that would be interested in playing games and she wants to make some friends online?
0: That'd be tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that is, that's a good question because my, I have a nephew who kind of has a similar experience to what you asked. Like, he has a, He's been diagnosed with high-functioning autism, so it's a little hard for him to, you know, socially interact with other kids. Mm -hmm. So my sister bought him a Nintendo Switch, so it would give him something to talk about, you know? Right. But uh,
4: with that, hmm. Because, yeah, stuff like Pokemon wouldn't work because you don't really meet new people on that.
2: Hmm. Like, I guess, like, with Pokemon Go, you know, if you're taking your daughter over to the park to to play, and then there's someone else there, you know.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to meet people. We actually, my sister and I made a few friends just playing Pokemon Go, because, you know, they organize it on Facebook groups and stuff like that. So. I mean, that sounds like a pretty good way to go about it. Just there's communities where you can kind of be involved yourself and make, you know, kind of supervise it. Right. That would be a good way to go about it.
2: So, like Hmm. being a part of your daughter's playing team and, you know, going out and doing things together while you're gaming.
0: Yeah. Like thinking about it, that sounds like a pretty good way to go because besides being a good bonding experience for you and your daughter, like, yeah, you can kind of explain to her when someone's being toxic that, like we said, you know, that behavior is not acceptable. Don't do this online or offline. And then, you know, sometimes you do end up meeting friends. Like, you know, aside from Pokemon Go, my sister and I made friends on Overwatch. I met other people that have done that. And I mean, heck, I was watching this video the other day. Uh, There's this pirate game called Sea of Thieves. Uh, during the pandemic, when everyone was in lockdown, this guy held his wedding on Sea of Thieves. Oh goodness! <laughs> they just invited all their friends on the server and had a party. <laughs> well, good for them. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fun. And like in the same game, just the other day, I'm I'm in my tiny little one-man ship, and I turn around, and there's this massive, you know, warship heading towards me. So I hightail it out of there, and this other guy like starts spamming. I'm friendly. I'm friendly. And turns out he was chill. He, he actually sunk his own ship from my ship, like loaded my cannons and fired into his own ship, and then gave me a bunch of coconuts as a peace offering. So and we chatted for a bit, and then he left. And I was like, "Crap!" I think if I'd wanted to, we could have like friended him, and we could have started playing this together.
3: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Trying to find people online makes me nervous because, like, I, all these different tactics that people use to, like, um, stalk people and, like, find stuff like that. I feel like if they were to find people on online for friends, just warn them of the dangers, like, for sure tell them to, like, never give out any personal information. Like, don't give out their real name or address or anything like that because you never know what people are going to come after you at. But, um, oh, yeah, of course. But I feel like that'd be more. Yeah, it'd be more tricky. I think if um, yeah, if you're trying to find friends on Discord, I'd definitely be worried about that because there's definitely a lot of like scary people on Discord for sure. Like these Discord groups, you never know. Like especially it makes me nervous being a being a girl. I can't imagine being like being a woman or being a girl in these online situations because I feel like that puts like a target on your back in some in some ways. But yeah, just have I say sit down with them and tell them to, like, do don't share these things with certain people and like tell them that like sometimes people tell you things but you never know what what's actually the truth like you never know like who these people are they can always like lie to get into your life but if they're going to find friends online just i feel like make sure they know the risks of it as well um but it's also different if they're a kid if they're a kid they're talking to like other kids it's different i guess it's i'm more worried about like them interacting with adults in some way but yeah. Lemon.
2: I was kind of feeling those things because one, you know, like, because my first thought is predators, you know, mm. it's sad that in this world, there are bad people out there who are willing to take advantage of children, young, whether they're boys or girls, because even yeah. boys can be predators, you know, be attacked. and. You know, I I don't always think of toxic players, which is also really good what you guys brought up because it creates bad relationships and then even though that person may not necessarily be someone who's going to like, you know, human traffic them, but they're going to just not be a good influence and put them down and can be very narcissistic and affect which it's not fun. Like you don't want to feel that way and you know, a lot of people go on to game, have fun, and to interact, and to be with other people, and so, it's kind of, but it is, it's important to see both aspects of Toxic and Predators.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I, I haven't said anything.
2: Yeah, I was going to say.
1: <laughs> I was going to ask. Um...
2: Hammerhead hasn't talked.
1: Yeah, me and and my sister Bluga, we've already had this conversation, and so I want to hear you guys' thoughts first, which I'm glad I did, because um, a lot of it correlated to what I said as well. Um, but I I forgot that I have more online experience than you two. Uh, I started playing online games when I was in like fifth grade. Um and more evolved than us. Yes. <laughs> um, it, 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 you, you, you reminded me, Mako, of the weddings I've attended on on RuneScape. Um,
0: Wait, like legit weddings? No. Oh, darn, darn it.
1: But <laughs> oh maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't know in real life.
0: That disappointment
1: in your vo- your voice, Mako. <laughs> 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 it's
0: a funny idea.
1: No, it is funny, but people are people did that like on Minecraft and stuff as well. They had classes online on Minecraft for a while oh, as wow. well. But um I say all this because well, I would associate you guys as well, but you didn't do it as much as I just found out that we grew up through the phase of games at home and then evolving to games online, which gamers nowadays are, is mostly just strictly online and they didn't have that experience. Right.
2: The system you can do online on your systems. Now it's not just like you only had computer and internet. People didn't have like their phones and their gaming systems and computers.
1: Yeah. And, and there, it was very hard to have, uh, just voice chat, for example. There was very limited amount of programs to do so, um, and those ones were limited to, you know, up to like four people, sometimes sixteen people, and it's drastically changed now. Um,
0: I mean, we're using think, a voice chat app to talk right now.
1: Exactly, and a lot of the advice you guys said were were some of the same things I said of, you know, no no headsets. Um and but I also included, you know, if if people have talked to you and they've asked you stuff, I want you to tell me what they say. Uh because I've been through it, I know what they're trying to get at. You know, I could tell sometimes if they're lying or if they're just being honest. Um But I've also, this is kind of a joke, but sometimes I think it might be real. I've learned my distrust of people online the hard way. I've uh, not physically, I haven't been physically harmed or anything like that. But, you know, I've been scammed, I've lost stuff, almost lost my account, you know. And so I've become wary of people online that always in the back of my head i'll be friendly but i never say too much information because i've lost stuff in the past and Mm -hmm. so i jokingly said make them get scammed and then they'll learn to first (laughs) be friends with these people before you trust them with stuff and then that correlates to their personal information as well yeah because if you don't trust people with an armor set, you're never going to trust them with a picture of you.
0: Huh. Yeah, that's a good way to put it.
1: And it's interesting in our family, one of our siblings actually met their spouse on an online game, and it's worked out for them. But wow, I've also I also know some people that have met online. Um, their husbands from Sweden. They're from California, and now. <laughs> She lives in Sweden, and they're happily married, and and so there there are some really good interactions. But that I would it's sad to say, depending on the area that you're in, it's kind of far between of bad interactions. Um,
2: and I think a lot of those people like I know, I know who Hammerhead's talking about, and and the sibling wise. Sorry, one
1: sec. We have kids interrupting, but that's fine. So we'll just talk meanwhile until she gets back. Sorry, Uh, my. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Um.
2: Anyway, so when um they that that sibling of ours knew that you know their spouse, well, their now spouse for several years. It wasn't just like. Hey, let's get together and let's date. It like, it took some time and they, I remember like talking with him and asking about this person and, you know, double checking because I think it's really important to listen to family when it comes to being online with other people. And so like when my, when my spouse is communicating with other people online, I'll usually be like, oh, were you talking to so-and-so? Like, their their name that they have on it. And he'll be like, yeah. And I'll be like, what'd you guys talk about? One, to kind of just, you know, to com- have a nice conversation with my husband. And then two, to also kind of be like, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> but it's still... I think that really helps because it's when you lose connection with the person, if they keep going online, you can, you can see their demeanor change. I think there were times I saw Lemonhead or not Lemon. Sorry. I'm talking about my <laughs> other brother, Hammerhead. <laughs> sorry, Lemon. Um,
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, it. Like I felt like when he was really young and he'd be playing online and I would see, he. You know, his sometimes his demeanor changed, and I was like, you know, I'd pick on him a little bit as an older sibling, but I also cared because I would be worried. As an older sibling and as a female, I'd be like, you need to be careful, and he'd be like, yeah, yeah, but I'm glad nothing really bad did happen to Hammerhead.
1: (laughs) That I've I've shared with you guys, at least. But... (laughs) Now, going off what my sister was saying um, about the time-wise, um, like I I've had very good friendships from online interactions, but luckily, like I, I mentioned before, I, I learned how to the hard way. Like I had friends that I I played with from school, and so that's how I had that group. But then you know, there's like clans or associations that you could be part of and I may I searched out ones that I knew I felt like were, were trustworthy you know I I felt like they had a better demeanor where they talked cleaner or they were focused on group activities and I became really good friends with them for years you know I was part of this clan for almost a decade actually no yeah almost yeah for at least 7 years 7 8 years and i've never met any of them online but uh offline i mean um but i've had those really good friendships even though i haven't played for a couple years now on that game but on the flip side like you guys were talking about call of duty i played halo a lot and yeah you don't make friendships on on (laughs) on shooters But yeah, for my advice, you know, for for specifically daughters, I, I don't I'd I wouldn't want them to use off game chatting services such as Discord. Yeah. Um especially if it's not on console. because uh, like on an Xbox or a PlayStation you have voice chats, but you can't really send pictures through voice chat, <laughs> only sources. Uh, I don't know, Mako, can you send pictures on Xbox?
0: Uh, you can send screenshots through the message app, but that's it. Uh,
1: yeah, and so I feel that would be safer, and it's a lot easier to monitor. And I guess if they do upgrade, they would already have that kind of mindset. I don't share that type of information
2: and i think it probably would be good to maybe like be in charge of having the passwords or something so yeah it wants to play a game then you're the one that logs in and helps them create the information but if they want to play they have to get on through you i guess you know your kid might end up turning into a hacker which can be used in other ways but <laughs> it, i i think it would really help then you're having that control, but... Because I think it's important, you know, reflecting back on being a teenager, would I feel like my parents were being overprotective, or did we create that trust? So I think the first step would be definitely creating trust with your daughter... So then she is comfortable and she doesn't feel like she will go behind your back or anything or that she'll eventually come clean, you know, so that she'll if she does get into a dangerous situation with a toxic friend that maybe they might actually be like, well, actually, this has been happening, which of course, you want to try to prevent things as much as possible, but you also don't want your child to feel like you don't trust them, because that can ruin your relationship, even.
4: So. I don't know if you guys have any
2: thoughts on that, but I appreciate um, your guys' answers. Like It makes me really happy, because there have been times when I've run into with my husband, and he'll be doing things as an adult, and I'll be like, you shouldn't do that. And he's like, I'm not giving away, like, a lot of information. I'm just talking to this knucklehead kid, and they're just asking me some basic questions. And so I I felt really concerned because I reached out to his sister, who's a big gamer. And I was expressed my concerns about these, and then as we've talked more, you know, he joined me in that conversation with Hammerhead, and he got to hear his point of view, which was really nice, because, you know, who wants to listen to your spouse or your family when they're telling you to do something, and you're like, no, I don't want to do it, and you just got to be like a little rebel inside or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's nice when friends or outside of the family can influence you
4: I'm yeah, glad we could hope
0: well, I did have one last thought um, towards that question about like what if your daughter wants to play games to make friends and stuff like that mm-hmm. I think there are some that are kind of rooted around that I heard of one called Roblox that I think is more geared towards kids. Yeah. There's that, and then my sister has made friends on Animal Crossing with people from around the world. She would just visit their islands, and they'd chat a little bit, and then they'd join a Discord. Well, of course, we talked about how they shouldn't be on Discord, but... Uh... Well, she's older, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, there are games that are kind of set up especially i imagine now since you know the pandemic era where you know kids can try to make friends in an environment like in a game environment that's not you know conducive to toxic behavior
2: so
4: well it's exciting
2: cuz i want our i want our girls to you know play with their dad and have some sort of commonality But I also want them to be prepared for the dangers, because sadly, there are toxic and bad people out there that do target younger children and girls, specifically, versus males. Yeah. So, thank you, for everyone, for answering my question. It was some really good insight, and I'm proud of you for being prepared, all (laughs) you boys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> my little purple. brothers.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, speak- oh. oh, sorry. Go
0: ahead. Are you it? Oh. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, So speaking of prepared, I wanted to move on to the next topic. Unless anyone has anything last, any last stuff they wanted to add?
4: Nope. Nope. Okay. Yeah, I'm good.
0: So my question for Beluga is, being that you're a parent and we're not, what is some advice you'd have for, like, new, younger or newer parents, you know, people that are expecting or that just had their first child?
2: Oh, well, there's, that that can be a little question. There's a lot of advice. I guess it also depends, if you're talking about specifically just only brand new type of stuff, which this... Can be applied to all 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 ages of children, but I haven't experienced any older kids of my own past the age of, like I don't have any children past the age of elementary or above yet. So mine are still pretty young, and I recently just had one last year. So something I I think, especially if you um. If you have a religious background, or even if you don't have a religious background, one thing that's really important is to keep your relationship strong with your spouse. So,
3: a lot of people
2: think, oh, we have these children now, we got to revolve around them, we got to take care of them. They're our, our main focus, which is really important. But if you want to teach your children to be good people, no matter what, then you need to be a good person with your spouse. And that can be really hard because usually by this point in your marriage, you've been together for a couple years, feel like you really know each other, um, maybe finish each other's sentences or something. Um, But when you throw in a child or even a pet or something in life, it can really change sometimes your viewpoint on things, because now you have a little person who can't survive without you. But that doesn't mean you can't refocus on each other. So going on a date, you know, every couple of weeks, I'd say definitely at least once a month, you need to go on a date. Uh, You know, the baby will be okay. Have someone you trust or a family member that you trust watch the child. Even if they cry, they'll be okay. Uh, And making sure, ideally, like if let's say you're pregnant and you're, the kid's coming soon, make sure you establish your future jobs. Because as the one who gave birth in the, in the relationship, as a woman... There's a lot of mental stress that comes on to us. Our hormones go crazy, you know, carrying another child. Uh, There can be a lot of challenges that we have because our job is now 24-7 as the main provider for that baby, especially if you're planning on breastfeeding versus bottle feed. And the husband, ideally, or the spouse... Is being the main like money maker or provider, you know, that support with that child. And you're
4: coming from different viewpoints to this child's life. And you're both
2: key providers. But it's important to give each other that time off. So, let's say the the wife is like, I need a break every day where you take care of the child, then work that out, you know? But there's nothing wrong with if the husband's like, I'm really exhausted coming home from work. I need an hour or two to unwind or I needed some time to myself later on that's totally fine. Like you need to respect each other's space, but you also need to realize you decided to, hopefully you both decided to have this child together and that you're willing to work together. Because I feel like if you don't have that communication figured out and establishing where people are going to help in the family dynamics, then it can cause a lot of issues in the future and a lot of stress and anxiety for either of the spouses and it can be really scary because i've been in places which i never thought i would be after having a child and my mental health like postpartum depression is definitely a real thing and as a future husband or as a husband if they don't realize those or pay attention and care about their wife's mental health, there might be a sad story at the end of it. And we don't want that, you know. You want to be a happy, fun family and enjoy this new little bundle of joy and be able to go, you know, these children are ide- ideally, hopefully, the better versions of ourselves. And so we want to be that better version for each other and for our children. So that's kind of a long answer. I feel like there's not, <laughs> you know, a, a narrowed down single answer. But yeah, I guess narrowing it down be definitely go on dates. Be attentive to your spouse. Make sure you have communication and you establish roles either before or when you have the
4: child. And that will really help.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that you, that's, yeah, that was a really good answer. So and I like that you said, you know, make sure you have jobs established and make sure you remember that you're both human and you need you know your own you have your own needs and you need to meet those too. So i remember uh, we watched this sh- it's going to sound a little, a little silly that my like experiences with parenting are mostly just pop culture references. But we watched this show called Bluey. It's like a kids show.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that show.
2: Bluey oh, is the best. Oh, I so love amazing. it too. I love it. <laughs>
0: They're you know, like, we don't even have any kids around. We just watch it. <laughs> but, um, you both might remember the one where the mom, Chili, she's like looking really stressed, and she turns to her husband, Bandit, and says, okay, dinner's ready. I need 20 minutes where no one comes near me. <laughs> just locks herself in her room. And a big part of it is that, you know, her daughter, Blue, he's like, what? Am I like, is it because of something I've done? And, you know, the big moral of the episode is no. like. You know, no one here is the bad guy. It's just we're all human. And every now and then we just need to take some time to ourselves. Um, (laughs) Apparently, you know, most people got that message, but there were a few comments from people saying, oh, that's a terrible thing to do as a mother. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not at all.
2: Was that a woman who said that comment or someone who's never had a child before?
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I'd never seen him. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Oh, you know, you're fine, because I am on Chili's side. I'm like, I just need some breathing space.
0: Yeah, (laughs) like, you know, I don't even have any kids, but, like, my nieces and nephews, there are times when I'm just like, okay, I just need to step out of the room for a bit. So, but, um, yeah, I didn't see the actual comments themselves. I saw other people discussing them, like, why would anybody say this? And I'm like, people have said that? (laughs) I couldn't comprehend it. (laughs) But, yeah, it's good to know that you know it's that is a normal thing. You know you're not a bad guy for having those or for having those flaws for being human
2: right. And well, we have recently been actually teaching my oldest daughter about bubbles. She loves wow. bubbles, any kind of bubbles, so we felt like this would be a good reference yeah. to use um in people who like their space and we got we recently had a family gathering and one of my other nieces who's a little bit younger than my daughter doesn't get to they don't get to see each other very often and so she was so excited to see my daughter and followed her around like a little dog and was like touching her and you know being around her all the time and i could see my daughter starting to kind of be like this is overwhelming this is too much and so Luckily my sister was also seeing it and she's like, "Hey, so and so, back off. Let her have some space." And I we've had this opportunity to say, sometimes people have bubbles and we told my daughter this, like, "Was she in your bubble? Was she felt like it was she was being too much?" And so we let her go, get some space for a little bit. And then she came back and she was ready to play again. And it's been nice because now I can be like, you're in my bubble, honey. I need some space. And she's kind of like grasping it better. So, you know, even kids sometimes need that space. And so as humans, like you said, Mako, it's totally a normal thing.
4: I like that too, that you use
0: something she likes and can understand to help her like process it. So, good job. Yeah. That's like that's great a parenting
2: <laughs> Thanks. That's like one thing that I've done okay at.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> oh. I get in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Lemon, did you have any advice for new parents?
3: Well, know. Uh, <laughs> I guess um, I don't have any kids on my own, so I can't really say too much on the subject. But um, I say, be prepared to not have, be prepared to lose sleep, is my biggest thing. <laughs> it's because, um, yeah, I, I almost adopted a dog or a puppy dog uh, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. My coworkers had this dog they really liked, and it was a really sweet dog. It was really chill. But um, they just had too many pets. They had like three dogs and three cats, and There's just too much for them to handle so they're about to give the dog up to the shelter again and i was like well i never imagined myself ever having a dog before so and but this i felt bad about this dog going to the shelter and seemed like seemed like a nice dog so i took the dog for a couple days and i wasn't able to take it because a lot of different stuff but the biggest thing is that um i wear graves right now so um during the day the dog need to be around someone i'm also allergic to dogs too so i was able to be with him 24 seven, and he kept the whole house awake for like two days straight Uh and i'm like "Dane, this is what it's like to be a parent (laughs) it's like sleep you know and it's like yeah it's rough and i can definitely empathize with new parents in that regard in some way like i know like i can't say too much because i'm again not a parent and never had my own kids and I have been around my sister who has four children now, and I've seen her. I helped her out growing up, or not growing up, but when she had her kids, I helped her out, and I could kind of see the struggles. But I guess the biggest thing is for me to be like recognize that you're gonna lose sleep, and that um, just be be prepared for it. I guess, but but yeah, that's my take on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, my when my my little input is uh, it's mostly for the women but all well, the husbands can participate too is uh, I've, i haven't seen it too often nowadays but i felt like it was a, um, a bad trend where expecting mothers weren't active at all because uh, they didn't want to hurt the baby which is understandable but it's okay to exercise still and there's also plenty of pregnant programs um that you can stay active for a good seven months while pregnant. And that also helps you post pregnancy as well um, to heal up faster too. So,
2: so yeah, be. definitely don't like jump into something new. But if you're already physically being active in a certain sport or activity, then yeah, I agree. It's definitely made a difference when I've was being physically active. Like, I was in, like, a Zumba dancing class. And I haven't gone back, and I really think I need to because it even helps with your mental health after, too.
4: That's everything for me. All right. Good stuff. Oh, there's nothing
0: else to add, we can move on to Hammerhead.
1: Okay. Uh, I just want to... Ask you guys real quick. We had we had four topics for today. Um, we are about ten minutes to an hour. Um, I don't know if you want to kind of combine
4: them or just do three.
1: So maybe lemons might be more ideal.
3: We can combine. We can combine our two topics, I guess, and we can release. This isn't as, in, as in two different episodes, maybe one half one time maybe
1: oh you want to you wanted to split them
3: yeah or we can we can still record it now and talk about it now but oh. maybe us, you said we said combine us thinking maybe you can combine the two topics into like one podcast episode and these two in another episode but we could talk about that later too
1: i like that idea let's do that okay <laughs> but um host would you like to explain that a little bit i'm not i probably won't cut anything out from that conversation
4: Oh, okay. Um, like just about your topic?
1: Oh, well, I'll explain my topic, but we're going to separate this in two parts. Oh, okay.
4: Woohoo! All right,
0: sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is our first time doing that.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, since we have a guest and our time's running a little close, we're going to split this episode into two parts. So
1: if you're more interested in the other conversations, check out the new episode (laughs) i'll just mark it as part two so people don't get confused
4: yeah